Hi, this is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together. My guest today is Misha Bartlett. She uses the pronouns she, her, hers. Misha Bartlett is an entrepreneur and the CEO and founder of Misha Tomiko, a sales coaching and consulting company. She's a certified coach who has helped many talented female founders and sales professionals to boost sales while elevating themselves, their teams, and companies. Misha spent over 12 years in B2B tech and healthcare sales working with startups to Fortune 20 companies. In her spare time, she loves chasing great food, meeting new people, and exploring the world. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thanks for having me, Michelle. You are welcome. So tell me a little bit about the name of your business again. So uh, my, my, the name of my business is Misha Tomiko. Uh, my first name is Misha and my middle name is Tomiko. Uh, Tomiko is a uh, Japanese name. My, uh, my grandmother was from Osaka, Japan. And uh, Tomiko means a variety of things. Um, the ones that uh, my mom thinks are most relevant are uh, child of the people and, and golden child. So you can tell I'm, I'm the first, the first child in the family. <laughs> oh, nice. That's awesome. I love that you took your company name and made it something really personal. Uh, one of the things that I like to talk about is how personal businesses, even if we might use adages that say the opposite, and it kind of feels like you've really wrapped into that. Mm-hmm. So you spent over 12 years in business to business tech and healthcare working with startups. So what's your typical client right now? Yeah, so, so today I'm working with uh, female founders as well as direct sellers for, uh, for companies most, mostly in the B2B space as well, but um, a lot of these people are working for startups, uh, especially if they're on the female founder side, obviously um, they're generating revenue, but might be in the, uh, in the early stages of receiving funding, growing their businesses. And then on the sales professional side, uh, it's you know mostly people in startup uh, culture or people that are just really craving a new way of thinking about um, selling. Oh, that's great. So uh, can you dig a little bit deeper into the kind of startups you work with? Is it kind of across the board? I'm just kind of curious for the uninitiated, like what what kind of um, world a startup might live in? Yeah, so um, the startup companies that I typically work with uh, on the female founder side are everywhere from from tech startups to um, female founders who have started their own coaching businesses. So it's a it's a wide range of mm-hmm. of people that I work with, but the um, it's more the approach and kind of the goal of what they're trying to get through, uh, get to when it comes to sales. Awesome. So how did yeah. you get your start? Yeah, so I, um, I started in sales. It's, it's the only job I've, I've ever been in. Um, I really wanted to, well, let me go back to college. When I was in college, I, I was getting my uh, a science degree in biology and I thought, <laughs> 
I was, I wanted to be a physician. I wanted to be um, a biology teacher. I love science. And so amongst that journey, um, we had some shifts in my family. My father passed away when I was 18. And um, I realized that I needed to get out and help my family and make money. And I had a family member who was already in sales, uh, in pharmaceutical sales to, to be exact. And he kind of guided me into saying, listen, this is a, a position where you can really enjoy the, you know, the scientific aspects of what you're doing and how you're helping people. But uh, you'll also be able to help you know, generate that money that you need for your family right now. So uh, I started in sales and it was exactly what, uh, what I needed at the time and kind of what melded well for me. Um, very much one of those people who enjoys working and, um, and trying different things and, you know, kind of figuring out from an entrepreneurial perspective, how can I grow this particular region or, you know, this area? Um, so it, it kind of evolved from there where I was um, in uh, differing roles in different industries from partnerships to customer success to, um, you know, all, all different types of roles. Um, but in terms of kind of the overall, I think the great part about my journey in sales is what I got to learn about what sales success was told uh, or or was taught uh, to you know to be what that success would look like and what it actually was for me as a uh, as a woman in sales and often you know one of the only women on the sales team. What were you told success should look like? Yeah, so it's interesting. The The way that sales is taught, and I'm going back, you know, 12 years now. Mm -hmm. When I was initially taught sales, it was a very hard sell. It was um, a pressure sale. It was a, a move forward quickly sale. It was a convincing sale, right? Um, and so as I was reading books and taking classes, none of that really aligned for me. And so I was taking some of the tips from it, but I was leveraging more of the human experience of just do trying different things and, and falling on my face, uh, and then understanding what was working in different situations. And so just from that experience, I realized for me personally that that hard sell, that hard close, that hard ask, kind of that that uh, more do and that that masculine energy that tends to get promoted in sales was not what worked for me. So I came up with my own my own variety of of how to sell, and that led me through my career and and has been the you know the kind of the North star to how I've been so successful or been able to be successful in sales. So what did you learn? I learned that um, the biggest thing is we're humans, right? We're human beings selling to other humans and as much technology as we have now and as advanced as things are getting at the end of the day, what some of that technology has done is just put more um, information into our customers' hands and given them 
better insight into what they want and what they don't want. And if you look at any of the information that customers provide about why they want to buy something or what led them to making a purchase, um, whether it's you know, your, your business is more on the B2C side or it's on the B2B side. It's the human experience. They want to know that their friends have had a good experience. They want to read reviews about people that have had good experience, uh, experiences, or they want to be guided, uh, by someone in a, a more of a partnership, more of a relationship to understand the value of what you're providing and, and how that, translates into success for whatever they're trying to get to in their business. So uh, at the end of it, there's lots of tips and tricks and, you know, little shortcuts that people can use, but uh, the greater, the greater picture and the greater takeaway that I've had is leading with an effective mindset and leading with understanding your emotions as well as your customers' emotions are the two biggest things that you can really focus on to, uh, to be successful long-term. How long do you think it took you to realize mindset was the cornerstone of, of success maybe? Mm. Yeah, this was in the middle of my career when I felt like I was losing my mind. Yes. Yes. I'm like, there, there this can't be the way. Um, the just the fact of the matter of selling is it's it's typically a behavior that we're not used to performing, especially if you are not um, an everyday seller. It's not something that you that you've been doing, and it wears on you. There's a lot of um, there's a lot of things that come up, like just you know, the rejection and that fear of being rejected and that feeling of I'm not good enough. And that's where this is coming from. And a lot of us have different trigger points from, you know, varying points in our lives or from things that, things that have been passed down to us. And managing those and really digging into where things are coming from and adjusting your mindset about what you're doing and why you're doing things, again, get, really gives you that, um, that North Star so that you can push past some of the things that may not be true but continue to pop up into your head, whether it's um, you know, things that are popping up about how you value yourself and, and um, how others are perceiving your value. Um, or whether it's about how you're approaching the sale itself. Are you approaching this as I'm desperate to get this money and I really, really need this because I need to, you know, pay my rent or are you approaching this in a way where you're really focused on helping your customer and, um, and if the solution is a good fit for the problem, then fantastic. Uh, this is a great opportunity for the two of you. But if not, this isn't a pressure sale of, you know, just uh, running through, running through people and, and seeing what sticks as you're, you're throwing that mud. I love that you use the example when thinking about like sort of the desperation bit mm -hmm. of, you know, you got to pay the rent, you got to do this. So mm -hmm. with these 100% commission jobs that we can have, mm -hmm whether it's your own business or you're working for somebody 
And it, there is a true desperation there. So like we, our, our culture lives very paycheck to paycheck. Mm. A lot of us have debt, like school debt. Maybe we've purchased our house. So we have this big thing looming over us that this obligation, and if you feel a sense of responsibility towards fulfilling that obligation, it can uh, weigh people down. Mm-hmm. And it does absolutely cloud cloud being able to show up as your best when you're looking at that person in front of you and you see that person, but you also see the opportunity mm-hmm. of like, if they got this thing for X dollars, you, you do the math, you can't help it sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. You're like, this, this can be the grocery bill, this will be a portion of my rent or whatever. So mm-hmm. what are some ways you help coach your clients to be able to refocus and realign on their on their purpose? Mm, that's a really great question. I love that. Um, because this is a tough one. And I, I think that there's a greater life lesson in this question that mm-hmm. we all uh, work to strive for um, if we realize that it's, it's a life lesson. And it's... Um, it's the idea that we have goals and we have things that we want to accomplish in life, but we can't hold on to the expected end of, of what happens. So going into a sales conversation, there's a lot of things that you can do right. Uh, you can do everything right. And there are still times where that sale doesn't end up moving forward for whatever reason. And so when you do get into a situation, there's two pieces. Um, Your mindset is an important one. So going back to that and just understanding that um, there's a separation. There's a separation between uh, what you're doing with this individual person. Because I think a lot of times if I go back into my career, especially earlier on, and Mm -hmm. I've been so attached to outcomes, so attached to uh, specific deals and clients. And um, oftentimes when something wouldn't work out and I had put in and done everything that I could, something else ended up working out and, and it came to me in a different way. And so I think that there's, um, there's a lot of, you know, for your listeners that are, um, that are believers in energy and the movement of energy, um, the, the idea for me and, and setting the foundation was I'm putting in the practices and my clients are, are putting in the practices to make sure that they're, uh, releasing the right type of energy. So sometimes that des- desperation energy can can be met with a closed door, um, as opposed to the empowered open energy of this is going to come to me in a specific way, and um, I'm not going to necessarily attach it to this particular person. I'm going to open it up to wherever it can come from. Um, I think that's an important mindset to have in general in life. Uh, but like you said, it is really, really easy to look at a client and say, hey, you are my, you're my rent payment. You're my mortgage payment. I really need this to come through. Um, so it's just separating that, separating the, um, the scarcity from the, um, 
you know, the, the goals that you have, that scarcity mindset from the goals that you have. By no means are we saying this is easy. No, it is not. This is lots of work. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I want to take a quick break. And when we come back, I'd like to dig into this a little bit more. Sure. I love aligning my days with nature's rhythms. And I made a tool to make it easier. I would like to introduce you to my moon deck. My moon deck is a perpetual calendar, a calendar that never expires. This 86 card deck with booklet will allow you to lay out your day, week or month and overlay the sun and the moon with the elements and with the celebrations from the wheel of the year. This tool drawn and created by me, Michelle Lassley, will be your fun, whimsical, and practical tool to see how nature and its rhythms can support you. If you want to learn more and get your own deck today, visit www.michellelassley.com slash moondeck. I can't wait to help you align your time with nature and my perpetual calendar, the moon deck. Welcome back. So we've been talking about businesses and and how we can frame our own businesses so i wanted to talk a little bit about a money concept that i really enjoyed so whether you dabble in the woo like i do or some of my listeners or not i love this idea when we think of money as energy we call it currency right and so another electricity is currency energy current and so i love thinking of money as currency because then that helps me consider it is an exchange of energy and so if we are bringing that desperation to the table it's that that energy desperation versus maybe of showing up for service and how can your thing or product or service or widget or whatever serve the person in front of you mm-hmm. uh, i would imagine you've used language like that in, in with your clients yeah absolutely um and it's similar to I'm with you, Michelle. I I completely agree. I think that uh, it's a great way to look at at what you're um, at what you're exchanging instead of um, instead of you know kind of approaching things from a narrowed mindset. And so, if you're considering, uh, let's just talk about real life example. So as an entrepreneur or as, um, as a business owner, you have, you may have certain goals to hit, you know, an X amount of dollars for each month or quarter or year. Um, I think it's important to do the energy work behind that. So some of the practices that I lay in place and that my clients lay in place are just making sure that they're protecting their energy from the beginning of the day until the end of the day. They're being really mindful about how they're taking care of themselves Um, because that all comes into play. I think we forget that money is part of that whole energy stream. And so if there are blocks that are coming up, some of the questions that I like to ask are where Uh, where are you blocking your money personally right now? If you're not seeing the flow of money come to you through your sales, um, 
from your business or through the company that you're working with? Are you um, ignoring some bills that you need to take care of? Have you been overspending? Have you not looked at your bank account in X amount of months? Um, what's your relationship to the that energy and that exchange? And um, what are some ways that you could adjust that to open those doors again and get that flowing? And I think that's an important thing to think about as you're um, as you're you're looking at ways that you're feeling stuck or that your money might be feeling stuck uh, is just addressing where it could be stuck in your mind or where it could, you could be, you could be physically blocking it um, by not having uh, the appropriate relationship with, with your money. Mental mindset, money mindset. These are such crucial things to take a look at when we're doing our business. Mm -hmm. What are some other things that come up for the, uh, the, the new entrepreneur? Mm, the other big thing that came up from a sales perspective for me, and that comes up for my clients. And again, these are, these are people who have been in sales for just as long as I have been, or these are brand new people to sales, but it's the emotional side of sales. Like I mentioned before, we, we are selling to humans. And I think we are very good at first ignoring our own emotions. So when we feel flush or when we feel um, a knot in our throat, the first thing that we wanna do is get rid of it. And one of the things that I encourage all of my clients to do is address that. What, where is that coming from? Why is that coming up for you? Because there'll be times where you're negotiating with a client and you get a knot in your throat because you feel uncomfortable about having a conversation around money um, or around your services or the services that your company is offering. And you want to understand why that's coming up because if it's coming up for you this time, it's going to continue to come up for you. So do you have limiting thoughts around the value that this particular service or product is providing and, and how can you readjust your thinking and your mindset about that? Or if it's your business, um, how can you offer that in a different way so that it does feel aligned? Uh, I think that the emotional aspect is a great trigger point for us to use to dig into you know, some of these areas that might come up for us. And then on the other side of that, from an emotion standpoint, it gives us a great way to sit back and think about and be curious on the emotions that our clients are having going through this buying experience. So if somebody is um, in a place where they're really, um, they're really terrified about making a purchase, um, understanding where that's coming from and having a more open conversation as opposed to getting the, the objection of, you know, this is too expensive and you saying, okay, great. Let me know, you know, if things change in the future, we'll get back together. And that's a response that a lot of us have is that hot potato. I need to jump off the phone. This is uncomfortable. Uh, but just understanding our own emotions can help us understand what could be coming up for other people and then gives us a, a better way to ask some questions and, and kind of address with our clients where that's coming from, from, from their 
point of view or their perspective. I love that you used a really specific example of where we can feel it in our body when we're coming up with those objections. Mm-hmm. It's uh, directly aligned with so many things, which we can get into, or maybe that will be another conversation. But also this understanding that when that feeling comes up, it's an important piece of information mm-hmm. that if we choose to ignore, again, it'll keep coming back because mm-hmm. it's a teacher trying to teach us a lesson. And if we refuse the lesson, well, it doesn't make the lesson go away. It just keeps coming back in stronger and stronger ways. Exactly. Uh, where are some other places in the body people can feel discomfort around sales? Like mm-hmm. the throat is like a great example. And I love that you specifically said a knot in the throat. Mm-hmm. And but, but what are some other places that you've heard or felt yourself? Yeah, so um, a lot of my clients uh, feel tingling in their stomach or butterflies in their stomach. And it's interesting because butterflies in the stomach is often associated with something positive. But a lot of my clients experience that with um, something that they're associating as a negative emotion that's coming up. Uh, And so... I think that's also an opportunity because I'm, I'm a big believer that if you have a certain type of emotion coming up, uh, so amongst our basic emotions, there can be different levels of those emotions, right? Um, I think when you have a low level emotion, you trying to switch that to a completely high level emotion can be difficult. Or if you have a high level emotion, you trying to calm yourself down and come down from that can be really difficult. So when you have these um, these emotions that feel similarly, a great way to address those is to think, am I feeling nervous about this or am I feeling excited about this? Because those emotions can feel very similar in my body. So what's coming up for me at this moment? Um, is it a mix of the two? So that's a big place. Um, some of my clients say that they feel uh, a heat or a, a hot feeling in it, in their face, and it's less of a flush feeling. It's almost like uh, that feeling that you would get when your blood pressure raises, and, it, and you can feel the heat in your ears. Um, you can feel it across the top of your head. So they'll, they'll get um, an uncomfortable feeling in their head. Uh, and in overall stiffness. So yes, that feeling in your throat, but I've also heard a lot of clients say, I just feel frozen. My body feels frozen. That's another one that, that can come up. Um, that's, that's worth checking into and, uh, and addressing. Oh, that's great. I love that. So you focus on female sales professionals. Why? So uh, throughout my career, I was often one of the only female sales professionals. I've had a female leader um, for maybe two months of my career. And the interesting part in that is every female that I've ever worked with has been an exceptional sales professional. And one of the things that I saw happening in tech especially was oftentimes women would be in sales roles and they would be um, trained or coached to sell a certain way. And if that way did not work, they were told they were not a good sales professional. And so I started mentoring uh, female sales professionals 
because I recognized that it wasn't about them not being a good sales professional. It was about what they were being told and taught to do that did not align with them. And so when I started mentoring women, it was very much about focusing on their strengths, talking about confidence. Confidence was a thing that um, came up a lot for the women I was working with. And um, readjusting that mindset over and over and over again and really rewiring our brains to to feel that confidence um, or re-cue that confidence when, when we didn't feel that coming up naturally for us. And so going through all of that and realizing how few sales uh, professionals there were that I came in contact with and just the uh, ability for women to be successful in sales, especially because sales is a great place for women to build um, financial freedom, uh, build financial wealth for their families and build that independence. I really wanted to show women a different way of being successful in sales and understanding that the formula that they've been taught or that has been prescribed to them just because of the people that they're around does not necessarily mean that they can't be successful in that, in that type of role if they want to be. So um, that was really my, my main goal in working predominantly with women. If you had a vision for the future, what would it look like? Oh, that's a big question, Michelle. I like big questions. <laughs> that's a big question. <laughs> um, as it pertains to what I'm focusing on now, um, my big vision is, it actually steps outside of sales. My big vision is that women are able to really embrace and fall into themselves. And uh, I know that this is a very common, maybe cliche statement at the moment, but really just fall deeply in love with themselves and show up as themselves. I think as I've gone through my 20s, I'm in my 30s now, me as a person and what I'm able to offer other people has significantly shifted and grown into something really, really beautiful um, after I was able to fall into myself and really dig into the nooks and crannies of things that were coming up for me that I didn't like so much. And um, it's to the point where I've become slightly obsessed with it. Um, like I want to dig into ways that I'm prohibiting myself from being the best version of myself and showing up, um, showing up fully in my life for everyone that's around me. And so I think this, this future vision that I have is that we can, we can be ourselves and, um, and do what we're, you know, what we want to do and what we're, you know, kind of meant to do while we're here in this life. I think a lot of us will go through life or, you know, can go through our whole lives hiding ourselves. Um, there's a great quote by Charles Cooley. I'm sure you've heard it. Um, it's a bit of a brain uh, tease for people that are listening, for your listeners. Um, but it's, it's, I'm not what I think I am. I'm not what you think I am. I am what I think you think I am. And 
I love the quote because it's it really pulls together, you know, this idea that a lot of us live in a perception of a perception because we're trying to to live up to something that we don't even know what it is. So um, just owning your bar for what you want to live up to and uh, and figuring out what that is is you know kind of my my vision and uh, goals for for what I'd like to see while I'm here and um, and what I'd like to help. Uh, people with while I'm here. Oh, that's so great. I have so many more questions that I would love to ask you, but I think we're nearly out of time. So I will put those on hold and ask you what is on your reading list right now? Yes. So I actually um, just finished up uh, reading Seat of the Soul um, by Gary Zukoff, and I am on to um, my next book, which is a book that I read I listened to it um which sometimes it doesn't land as solidly for me but it's the lean startup by Eric Reese um so I'm actually reading the physical book uh from Eric at this time oh that's great so you have some gifts for people when they when they engage with you can you tell me a little bit about those yeah so I have some um really great pieces of um, content on my website. There are several freebies and um, they all relate to being successful in sales. So it may be um, that you need to set up a framework for how you're approaching sales. It may be that you want to have a framework for how you're having your conversations with your customers. Um, It may be that you want to pull together, you know, uh, information about how you're approaching conversations with uh, where your your clients are bringing up competitors. So I have some great freebies that you can download on my website. I also have an entire resource library that has um, all things business, confidence, um, emotions, uh, emotional intelligence, sales uh, related resources that I really like to use and that I share with my clients. So um, anybody who's interested in digging in more, I welcome you to um, to check out my website. We'll have that linked in the show notes, of course, along with all of the books and things. So where else can people find you? Yes. So you can find me on uh, Instagram and my handle is Misha Tamiko. That's M-I-S-H-A-T-A-N. T-A-M-I-K-O. Um, or you can also find me on LinkedIn and that would be Misha Bartlett. Great. And what is one last piece of wisdom you'd like to give to those who are listening? Yeah. Um, I love the idea of um, digging in before you go out. So Uh, creating a a being list versus a doing list every day is something that I love to pull together and that I like to consider. I think we're so used to getting information outside and a lot of times in my being list what I'll find is a lot of the stuff that I'm looking for I already have the answers to or I have a resource that that I've saved with the answers to it. So um, my number one advice is uh, dig in before you dig out. Oh, that's beautiful. Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with me about your work. And I'm so excited that we had this conversation. Yeah, thanks so much, Michelle. It's great talking to you too.
Balance Shared is curated by me, Michelle Lassley, and produced by Matt Hunter. The instrumental music Grass by Silent Partner is from the YouTube Audio Library. If you've enjoyed today's episode, leave a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. If you've loved the messages of co-creating a better future and digging into ourselves, maybe you'd like to become a sponsor. Email hello at michellelassley.com to get your sponsorship guide. Thank you for listening to this podcast. This is Michelle Lassley with Balance Shared, a space where I truly believe we are better together.